Welcome to episode one of Power World Podcast, your number one source for all things Power World. I am Native Raider, alongside my co-host Sweaty Spooks. Here we discuss gameplay, strategy, news, and updates. And in today's episode, we'll be talking about who we are, what our vision is for the podcast, what we've been doing in Power World, initial thoughts of the game, some pretty exciting announcements coming from Pocket Pair, as well as our featured Pal of the Week. So sit back and relax as we dive into the world of pals. All right, bro. I've been excited about this episode one, Power World Podcast. How are you doing today? Hey, Tamers. Uh, this is Sweaty Spooks. Welcome to episode one of the Power World Podcast. Uh, me and my co-host here, Native Raider, we've been pretty excited to bring this to you and dive into this. A little bit different for us, but uh, hey, we'll be diving into that here in just a moment. But uh, yeah. Yeah, man, this is exciting. I fell in love with this game. But before we get too far into this game, I say we let the listeners know about who we are a little bit. Just a, you know, a brief inter- introduction, if you will. So if you, if you want to take the floor first. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. So Tamers, my name is Sweaty Spooks. Um Basically, I've been a gamer for as long as I can remember. Uh, 31 years of age, I've been playing video games since I was about five years old, starting with Sonic the Hedgehog on Sega Genesis. Um, So, you know, I've been doing content creation for about three years now, and this will be the second project that I am participating with when it comes to podcasting. Um, You know, Native and myself, we run another podcast for a game called Destiny 2, uh, called the Blueberry Lounge, uh, where we have 45 wonderful episodes and counting uh, for your entertainment purposes. But, you know, that's just a little bit about our experience. Um, now, in terms of my foundational relation to this game, I've been a hardcore Pokemon fan for about 25 years now. Um, as soon as this released, I was pretty excited to jump on board and uh, have been having a lot of fun ever since. Um, and if you're wondering where you can find my content, uh, you can find my content at twitch.tv slash sweaty spooks ending with a Z. Uh, you can also find our other podcast, the blueberry lounge. If you're so interested uh, in all platforms that you can catch a podcast, be it Spotify or Apple podcasts. Yeah. Beautiful, man. Uh, me, myself, native Raider, uh, also a lifelong gamer. I'm 36 now. I'm going to be 37 in a few months. Kind of scary, but I've been gaming since uh, my earliest memories. I love it. I started uh, basically from the the first Nintendo system, and I was also a big Pokemon fan as a kid growing up. I had the cards. I played the trading card game. I had a lot of fun with Pokemon. I kind of fell off of it a little bit, you know, after the first initial release of Pokemon and those first, I I guess, Indigo League. uh, I didn't really stay up with it too much. Maybe a little Pokemon Go here and there. But uh, Power World is kind of bringing that life back into me, like breathing it back into me. It's pretty awesome. But like Sweaty Mm. said, we do have another podcast. So we're not completely brand new, but we're not professionals either. So we just (laughs) we, we have a passion for gaming. We have a passion for talking about it and bringing in the content to you guys. As far as content creation, my main platform is YouTube. That's where I kind of started about a year and a half, almost actually almost two years ago. Um, I started there and now I'm kind of really diving into the streaming element of uh, of Twitch and enjoying that. I've been streaming a lot of Power World since it's come out on, on Twitch over there. And you can find me at Twitch TV forward slash Native Raider and 8 iv r 8 r You can also find me at that same 
spelling over on YouTube. Um, and of course the blueberry lounge, which is, which is our main, uh, podcast, but this one is also going to be one for us to really dive into and enjoy. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much who we are. And now we just kind of want to let you guys know what our vision is for this podcast, what we want to bring to you guys. And you might've heard it right there in the intro a little bit about, you know, we want to give you guys some gameplay, uh, tips, maybe some strategies for you, your base, your pals. We also want to bring about all the news and updates that's coming with this. And so far, what it seems to be is that the Powell, the pocket pair, which is the developer is, is very communicative uh, via their discord and also a little bit over Twitter. So it's been really nice. They've been updating a lot um, over the past. How many days has it been out now? Like 12 days. I want to say that the game's been officially released to the public. Um, it is still early access, but, um, for me and sweaty, I'd love to hear your thoughts too. Uh, the vision of this podcast is really to bring that, uh, like a one-stop shop source for you guys to not only listen to a game that you may be falling in love with right now, but also just enjoying, you know, uh, what we have to say about our opinions on it, as well as bringing you that, that news, the breaking news coming, all the announcements coming from pocket pair. Uh, what do you Definitely. think? Definitely. And as is with all things, um, you know, this being episode number one, as things move forward, uh, you know, things are subject to change here. This is the first episode and the identity of the show will probably take into its own as it grows itself. Um, so, you know, don't be too surprised if that happens. But what are we looking for in terms of, uh, you know, listeners for the podcast? Uh, basically, we just want a good community, you know, to game with, to build knowledge, bounce ideas off of back and forth. And, uh, you know, just to always have somebody to jump into a voice channel with and just to kind of hang out while, uh, you know, at the end of your work day, working on something. And that's really kind of the main thing that we were really good at doing. Um, and we kind of hope that you join us, you know, of course. <laughs> um, but yeah, so what have I been doing in Pal World and what is my current focus? Uh, well, it's kind of interesting. Um, Probably not as far as you, Mr. Raider. You, you've been going hard in the paint, <laughs> so uh, to speak. Yeah. Um, now, I definitely had a strong start. I kind of fell off a little bit just because I've been in the process of building a new PC, uh, which is now completed. And this is my last day off before I got to go back to work. Um, but in terms of what I'm doing in the game, uh, well, I defeated the first Spire. I think that's what it's called. You know, forgive us listeners. We're not completely... 110% sure on some of the, the, the verbiage here, and we'll learn that as we go, of course. Um, just off the top of the dome, though, the first spire that I've completed that encounter, and uh, just trying to look to see what the next move is going to be. For the time being, it appears to be catching more pals. Um, I might end up moving my base from the first introductory spot. Uh, I haven't made that decision quite just yet, but yeah, basically just catching pals, leveling up, unlocking some technologies, and just kind of seeing where it goes from there. There's a lot of explorative value that this game provides as well, so it's kind of hard to really stay on track when it comes to mm -hmm. linear um, a linear experience because you want to explore a lot, right? Um, and the exploring is really quite rewarding in this game, at least in my opinion. Uh, but yeah, linearly anyways, that, that's what I'm doing for the time being or the moment. Yeah, no, man, you are absolutely right. Exploring is, 
it's not only satisfying, but it's kind of key to learning this game. Because, I mean, like mm. I said, this game's just been out, so we're not going to have all the answers right off bat. I've got a pretty good handle on what's going on in the game, and I think Spire is the perfect word to, to call them, but I think right. they might be called, not dungeons, uh... Yeah, see, I don't know. There's there's spires. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wanted to call it a dungeon myself because that's kind of what it is. Like, if you were to compare it to Pokemon, it's like your first gym battle idea. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, there you go. Exactly. I, I was able to complete mine as well. Uh, so it's this. They're towers. Actually, I think they're called Syndicate towers. Right, right, right. If, that's if it. I'm not that's mistaken. Yeah. And there's four of them because after defeating the first one, it says one slash four of the syndicate syndicate bosses or towers defeated. Right. Um, so there is four in there. And those are those big, you know, glowing things. It reminds me of Ark. If those out there that ever played Ark Survival Evolved, um, it had uh, those monuments that you can go to and transfer to servers and all that good stuff. So it looks similar to those. They're easily spotted, especially at night. And if you have a flying mount, a uh, fly, uh, flying pal, uh, you could definitely see them if you just uh, go up in the sky a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, pal world, ton of fun. It it was crazy because I actually want to start here because I didn't know about this game. Apparently, th- this was talked about or announced uh, back in somebody said, I think it was 2021, I want to say. So uh, quite a few years back that it was actually announced that it was in development. And I didn't know about it until the week of release. And I, I didn't go searching for it. I didn't see it. I didn't see no advertisements or anything like that. I literally was like, I'm just kind of curious uh, what's going to be coming up on Game Pass. You know, that was it. Like, what's coming right. to Game Pass? And I was scrolling through, scrolling through. It wasn't the top one or anything like that. And then I saw that and like, huh, that looks kind of interesting, right? So I clicked on it. I was looking at it. I was like, no way. <laughs> you know, the, the the cliche that you're hearing all over the place right now is they're they're calling it Pokemon with guns, right? That's that's what you're hearing. That is the, right. the cliche statement of how to explain Power World. And I don't care. It may be cliche, but that got my attention. And I was like, let's go. Let's check this out. Watch some videos. Uh, people that had uh, earlier access. I mean, it's out on early access right now, but it had, you know, the, the game previews and stuff like that. Um, those that were invited to it or applied for the creator programs for it, um, you know, had streams going of it, had YouTube content going of it already. So I, I watched some and I was just like, this is a game. And that's when I, I was messaging you. I was like, bro, oh my God, I think I found your game. You are the biggest <laughs> Pokemon lover that I know. I was like, this looks incredibly cool. And honestly, I was kind of worried about how you would respond to it. Like, because there, there is right now what seems to be like a divide between Power World supporters and Power World haters being more like, uh, you know, people that, that are absolutely in love with Pokemon and support Nintendo's Pokemon to the fullest. They feel like, you know, Pokemon's being, you know, ripped kind of, you know, um, what's your thoughts on that? Just out of curiosity. Yeah, that's a big can to open. Um, but I've actually had some time to think about this. Um, okay. So I'm going to relate this to the very, very strong release that this game has had. I mean, I don't recall a time in recent memory that a game has had such a strong release. Can you, in, I mean, if Fortnite, maybe, but I don't even yeah, know if that release was that memory here, so. yeah. <laughs> Now, I'm yeah. leading to something with this. The reason I say that is because, and of course, lifelong Pokemon fan here, um, and this is just my opinion. You know, everybody's got a different opinion, and we're okay with that. But if we're just talking about my opinion here, I think that the love for Pokemon is obviously still there. However, um, 
in my experience, since the release of a game that they call um, Legend of Arceus, um, they kind of had this idea, but there's something missing in the magic. And since that title, maybe even a few of the titles before, it was losing the traction, I feel, but I don't know. It's it's missing that Pokemon magic. I remember growing up as a kid, we would literally line up outside of all the stores on release day. And we would wait hours in order to get our hands on that glorious little tiny cartridge to put inside of our Game Boys. Um, and, you know, there was something magical about Pokemon during that time. Um, I can certainly remember from the very first trilogy, second gen, third gen, and, you know, moving onwards, that top-down Pokemon experience, you know? Um, however, like I said, there's just been something in the sauce. I don't know if it's because they try to expand too much or commercialize it, or if Game Freak has just been working on a game for 25 plus years to the point that like maybe the creativity has been dried up and turned to a capitalism type of model. I'm not really sure here, but what this game does is it takes, uh, people like myself, lifelong Pokemon fans and reintroduces the magic that we had all found in those original Pokemon games and mixed it to turn it into something different. Yes, of course there's like guns and stuff like that. Like, sure. But, you know, adding the survival aspect, like, I think that's something that we have been asking for for years. And Pocket Pair in this case had just, you know, seen an opportunity. A, let's talk about platforms. They're not restricted to just um, a handheld hardware device that you have to purchase as well as the game, meaning like a Game Boy or something like that, because proprietary, right? Nintendo is like famous for that. Uh, you want to play Pokemon, you have to buy a Game Boy. Um, you want to play Pokemon, you got to buy the new Wii. You want to play Pokemon, you got to buy the new Switch, you know, that type of thing. This is on a platform that is largely, uh, in most people's homes, a, an Xbox, you know, Xbox Game Pass, Steam. Um, a lot of folks these days, in my opinion, are starting to steer towards PC versus, um, I guess like consoles and things like that. Uh, just because the life cycle of that is no longer feasible with the dollar value that has to be invested in them. You know, you get an Xbox, you might be lucky to get three years out of it versus, and then have to, of course, purchase a new console that's released then because they're going to stop supporting the old consoles. Um, mm -hmm. Of course, maybe three years is a bit exaggerative. It's a little bit longer than that, of course. But the point is, whereas you could get a PC that you know is like good for the next five to ten years and has the options of being upgraded um, in order to support future releases. So I think there's that going for it as well, because um, we're in a very odd time in gaming, in my opinion, right now. And I think all of these things just lined up perfectly for Pal World, and uh, not to mention. The price point is very fair. You're not paying $100 for, you know, like a Pokemon game as an example, and then taking the chance maybe I don't like it because maybe the Pokemon in this aren't cool or, you know, there's just something to be said about what they have going here. It's very special. Um, now, of course, with it being early access, that does mean that this is only early development yet. Uh, things are subject to change. Things are subject to improve. There's also... It's also subject to receive more content later down the road. So the fact that it's early access, the platforms that it supports, what it has to offer, uh, I think has really put it into a superior 
in a very special position. Now, just to reference back to, well, Pokemon ripoff, like um, you either love this game or apparently you seem to hate it. I think the hate just comes from people that want to see this type, this level of success with Pokemon and maybe just a little bit jealous that it's starting to be found elsewhere because it's being offered elsewhere, in my opinion. Um, it's like I said, as longtime Pokemon fans, we've been looking for this type of experience for a long time. Uh, since Game Freak and Nintendo were unable to provide it, we seem to be getting this dopamine elsewhere now. So, you know, that's just my opinion on things. What do you think of that so far? Yeah, man. I mean, what you said totally makes sense. Um, I think right now, Power World, it, it is in a unique uh, situation as far as where it's going to go from here. But what I think really brought this game to be such a, an explosion, right, uh, on the charts, because, I mean, it's already surpassed peak levels as far as player peak uh above like right now i think on steam charts it is sitting at number one for peak players at or you know at at uh, at one time playing at one time with over two million players on steam like it yeah, is that's, number that's one. number two number one is going to be PUBG. no bro I, oh, so really? let me yeah it overtook that um let me are you talking about here. like just in recent or all time uh last 30 days okay so, then yes you're right yeah yeah, so for the last 30 days, it is number one. Counter-Strike is two, Dota two, three, PUBG four, Apex Legends five. I right. mean, that just goes to speak of like how how big this game exploded. And what I was getting at was that I th when I was reading about this game initially, the, the week prior to release, I was sitting there and seeing like this could be either spectacular or a huge flop because what they're doing here is blending genres that we've never really seen blended before, you know, similar to our other main game, right? Destiny two, where they kind of blended an MMORPG ish, like with first person shooter with sci-fi fantasy, you know, they blended those elements and destiny has been a great success for a while. It might be on its tail end. We'll see. That's, that's another topic for another podcast. However, they were also here in Power World blending multiple different genres together. Mm -hmm. That being survival, that being, you know, monster collection style um, games, that being um, crafting, right? Um, just all the works, you know, that they're they're putting into this. And that's honestly my initial thoughts. This is going to be either great or terrible. Like, it's not going to go mediocre. And so far, from my experience playing it, I've been a addicted to it man like it has been crazy i've dreamt about it when i went to sleep which is kind of crazy for me i don't dream mm -hmm. about video games i hardly ever dream as it is but i've had dreams about this and it's just it's wild man like it's it's got its hooks in to me very deep you know and that's why i, I really wanted to get this podcast off and going because i think this is awesome and i think time will tell to see what happens with the game but i see success with it early on you got to think about how much they've made right they've recently sold over 8 million copies of this game well that and just to backpack off of what you're saying compound that with a single player experience and it's not a free-to-play model and there's no season pass no which season pass. kind of breaks no the transactions which kind of breaks the mold of what most developers have been doing the past few years, right? So I mm -hmm. think that alone um, just really makes it stand out above the rest, in my opinion. Yeah, it's it's refreshing, right? Like, it's refreshing to see that. It, 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 it has a nostalgic feel, not due to the 
Pokemon-esqueness of it, but the nostalgic feel of like, I purchased a game, I get to play this entire game without worrying about having pop-ups of microtransactions here and having to buy a pass. Now, maybe that will come down the line. Who knows? You know, there has to be a continual funding if it's going to be some kind of live service type game, which we don't know if it's going to be. We'll see. You know, time will tell with it. But um, yeah, I, I am super enjoying it so far. Uh, as we get more into it, like the gameplay of what we've been doing in it, I have been I relocated my base. My initial little starter base, like I relocated it. Um, I am in, I think, Marsh Islands. I want to say that's the name of the island. I'm not sure. But I have built me a big wooden base and it was pretty cool. I learned a lot of things down the road, which is I love. I'm doing my best not to be, you know, going on YouTube or looking things up. I like to figure things out on my own. So I've been taking it slow. I haven't been power leveling like I know I can power level. I could be probably 10 more levels than I am now, you know, but Mm -hmm. I wanted to take it. I wanted to like grasp each concept as they were as I was unlocking them on my my uh, what is it called? The technology list, right? Right, right. Um, Yeah, exactly. And so I've been really enjoying that piece of this game. And there's really it's pretty damn expansive i was actually honestly genuinely surprised of how much different things elements and levels and how you can change strategies with your base automation with pals in this game and like sitting there and actually using your brain to sit there and figure out okay what is the best pal to put in this situation whether it be working on the base or what is its level of you know work suitability you know how many should i should i have to do this how many resources of this resource am i lacking on quantity wise maybe i don't need i'm sitting at 5k of you know wood mm-hmm. i could probably pull you know the lumberers off for a bit and maybe focus more into stone or more into you know harvesting or something like that you know so it's it's been really cool you're really like managing your assets once you get to that automation phase of of your bases and that's something that i really like because it's really strategic and there's now medicine making i got now i mean i'm getting these these pals that have higher levels of work suitability like i just uh it was really cool man i <laughs> i found a huge dragon egg on one of the end game islands right that's where the jet jetagrin or right, basically right, right. jet dragon is that and um i found me jet ragon what's jet ragon jet ragon right. um i found me a egg that said huge dragon egg and i incubated that guy and it's a two-hour incubation time Ooh. Now, yeah, I, I'm sure I could have probably got it down if I if I placed a heater or a cooler, but I haven't dabbled into that. I got them unlocked. I just haven't used them yet. But you know what? I was on stream and I was going to end stream and I was just like, you know what? Let me let me just hold off a bit. You know what? We'll end the stream with us unveiling what's in this egg, you know, and it was exciting, bro. Koala from Bionic Koala. He's part of our community over in Blueberry Lounge. And he's like, you know, I, I guess I'll stay up till one in the morning to see what's in this egg. You know, it's awesome. And he 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 wrote it out with me for the two hours. I went on, did other things. You know, there's always something to do in this game, which which keeps it fun, keeps it like there's no there's no lull. You know, right. um, we'll see once you get to end game and you have everything unlocked. But then there's breeding, and you want to make pals stronger, 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 stronger. And uh, yeah, so I ended up doing that, and I ended up getting a Joram Tide Ignis. That's what hatched out of there, man. And it is uh, to relate it as far as this is an audio podcast. So I'm trying to give the listeners a visual of what it looks like. Of mm-hmm. course, you can people can Google it and check it out. But basically think of um, a mix between Gyarados and Onyx. 
Oh, right. Yes. Okay. Yep. So it is a dragon type. Obviously, it was a huge dragon egg. Uh, and Ignis, meaning it's the fire version of that pal, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming that the non-Ignis version of a Joram type would just be a water type. But um, yeah, I got that. And it has one work suitability. And that is kindling, which is how you smelt your mm. your ore into uh, you know your your ignit, your metal right. ignit ingots. Um, and so I tested that out. I had to test it out before I closed up stream, right? So I went to the other base that I just started, which is up on that you know that end game volcanic island with a oh, yes. jet jet, jet and um, I set up shop there. There's a spot, and I'm uh, I'm gonna definitely share it. I'll probably make uh, maybe a YouTube short out of it just to show people where I set that up. Um, but there's lots of ore, and there's also a sulfur deposit that spawns there. You can place your base. I, I got the beds. I just got you know stone platforms, stone foundation for them to lay on, whatnot, and uh, one um, smelter, whatever it's called. What's it called? Furnace. 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 That's what it's right. Called. And so I, I sat there and I, I gathered up all the resources that the guys had uh, created, my pals, you know, because they're my buddies, bro. I, I don't treat them as 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 slave laborers like a lot of people <laughs> talk about. Like, I make sure they eat good. You know, I'm giving them jam filled buns. They're not eating just berries. I'm not that kind of pal tamer. Um, so I did that and I put it in there and I pulled out that Joram Tide Ignis. And with that level four kindling, it was crazy how fast like the circle that you watch to sit there and, you know, complete one action. You couldn't even see it fill up the entire way. Like it would go half be done, half done, half done, half done. It was so <laughs> quick. Yeah. So that, yeah, that's going to be definitely a, a video that I want to create of just about going around that Island on the perimeter as a lower level. You know, I, there's no, nothing on there that I can capture at the moment. I am not nearly strong enough. Those, those are all uh, between like 30 and 50, you know, uh, level pals. And perhaps that could be um, a cre- uh, sorry a content creation opportunity in the future. Uh, scouring the map for base potential hotspots, meaning uh, abundant in resources and what types of resources in order to progress in said area. As an example, no, oh, absolutely, man. That's a fantastic idea. Uh, there's and the map is huge. I, I totally forgot to say that, man. Like I was looking at it last night on the stream, and I was like, oh yeah, you have that initial portion where you see. Right. And then I can scroll over a little bit to the west and see that volcanic island. I was like, you know what? This is a pretty big map. And so I I wanted to scroll a little bit more. And then I scrolled up and I didn't realize how far up the map went, like northernly. It goes up there. Like, yeah. And you're only scratching the surface. (laughs) Exactly. And this is still an early access game where they do have plans to go forth and add more islands, add more, you know, places to go and stuff like that. So it's exciting. My focus right now in Power World is to continue to learn the different dynamics and what different things do as I lock them as a tree gets bigger Um, while I'm doing things uh, like, you know, um, getting these eggs. I got another dragon egg yesterday, a huge dragon egg that is in the incubator. And when I log on, you know, in an hour and 58 minutes, because I put it in and logged off, uh, you know, I, I will see what that's what's going on with that one. What I get out of that one. It might be another Joram Tide. We'll see. But um, while I'm waiting on that, I am going to start focusing on leveling. Um, I realized that the best way to level is to to tame the pals. And okay. you if you guys sit there and look at it, go do your your regular easy um, tames first. Just go get those knocked out. Because each one gives you an XP bonus up to 10. After you get those 10, move on to the next one. 
Go down the okay. list of so start with some lamb balls and chickpeas and maybe some uh, what is it gum mosses, uh, pingullets, those kind of things. Uh, they're easy. You can use regular pal spheres for them, um, which you tend to collect a lot over over a, over a good amount of time. So, so it's um, kind of like a stacking XP bonus as you catch them. Yeah, and it's crazy how fast you can just sit there and level your character, and then you know start to progress to the harder ones where you're gonna probably need mega spheres or. Mm-hmm gigaspheres and then hyperspheres and all that kind of good stuff but yeah i got me a pal condenser which is cool condensing those pals so after i use the xp bonus i sit there and condense them and make that one pal or two pal even you know stronger uh, right. and better as a pal so yeah I, I like it man there's some really unique mechanics i'm loving learning and playing this game but um is there anything else that uh that you maybe anything that you want to do in the game i know you've been you've been uh, jumping game to game a little bit especially with your brand new pc and it's been <laughs> looking beautiful on stream i might add yeah dude so you glossed over a couple of mechanics that i have a big interest in i don't know much about it yet so pardon me tamers uh but one of the things that i hope to have some more information for you in our next episode is things like uh the rare pals mechanics uh which could be comparable to shiny pokemon so we know that there are shiny values, um, one in 8,000, as an example, one encounter out of 8,000, you have a chance of finding a shiny. I'm curious what those values are in PAL world, uh, so I'll be interested in doing some homework, see if we can find out that, uh, that recipe there, but also the breeding recipes, um, which might help with mix and matching abilities or breeding for superior stats, uh, if you want to take one into battle or if you wanted to craft a pal if you will or breed a pal that had a specific purpose back at the base um and uh, as an example um what is it lamball i believe can potentially get uh, an ability called superior if i'm not mistaken i seen that in your stream the other day uh hmm. where superior will um, boost his productivity at base by 20 percent. is that correct yeah so I, that that's actually a good thing that you hit on is like they have those abilities right is it called ability? is it something like that um basically and like the luckies the 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 luckies which are the, the kind of like the shiny versions you were talking about right they all typically roll with lucky as as their their i guess gold skill or gold ability that that definitely enhances a certain trait and there's a lot of different ones out there and what's cool is it seems to be random rolls so the same pal you catch it like, could like have a utility skill or something yeah, you can catch the you can catch two pengullets that are right next to each other, and one has something like um, a diet lover, which is a gold skill to where they're less hungry by fifteen percent or something like that, if I remember right. The other one could have uh, cowardice to where their attack power is minus, so there, there's negative negative uh, traits to them too. So when when it comes to breeding, I think you're gonna want to sit there and okay, you know what? I wanna I wanna breed say Cativa, for example. I need to find a good male and a good female. And that doesn't necessarily mean that it's just all of them sitting there, you know, you got to go, go find them, like capture this one. Oh, that one's, that one's got no good stats. I don't like the, the stats it comes with. I guess it's going to get the cleaver, you know, unfortunately. (laughs) So you keep just to compare, just to compare to Pokemon for, um, the longtime Pokemon fans out there, what we're talking about is essentially, uh, is nature targeting. So as an example, um, if you were to start in Gen 2, uh, Soul, or sorry, Silver, Gold, or Crystal, uh, or the remakes, if you were to start with a Cyndaquil, you want a Tibid Nature because that is going to up his speed and the downside is going to be his attack. But it's not going to take away from his special attack because you really want that. You know he's going to be using his Flame Attacks. He's going to have the higher speed, so you're going to be able to hit first. Um, 
except in this case, those natures are going to be relative to your base and uh, how they're productive at your base while you're out catching and taming other pals. That's good to know. Yeah, I, I didn't know about that. I haven't played Pokemon since Red, maybe? A little I'm very, ago, very knowledgeable. But, <laughs> yeah, oh, I know, bro. I know. <laughs> oh, man, yeah. It's just, it's a lot of fun. I've been having fun with this game. Um, overall, initial thoughts for me is there is a lot of potential for this game. Mm-hmm. A lot. Um, and not just in the way of it being fun. Now, in the way of they made a shit ton of sales, right? So they have the funding to continue to progress this game. And it's cool. And what I like about it is it's it's a small indie developer. You know, we love to see the small guy come up, you know, and kind of take on the big boys, right? And yep. what's a bigger boy than Nintendo? You know, Game Freak Nintendo. Like that is, that's a mega, you know? <laughs> yep. So I, 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 my initial thoughts of the game is I love it. I'm enjoying it. Um, we'll see where it goes from here, especially with the legalities. And that's probably another episode we can, we can talk about some of that and what's, what's coming of that. But, um, I'm loving it so far, man. What's your initial thoughts? Initial thoughts. Um, I get to say this Bucky, the, uh, the community manager, absolute superb S tier human being. Um, you know, he, has been very active in the socials. And although I admit that perhaps the influx of sheer volume that he's had to handle has probably been overwhelming, I would imagine, at times, uh, Bucky is doing an amazing job of trying to keep on top of things. Um, he has been doing his absolute best to try and acknowledge uh, the positive comments and feedback that people have been leaving. Um, but, you know, he he's an employee. He does have to work first. And of course, with the sheer volume that he has onboarded all of a sudden, uh, don't be offended if he doesn't get back to your feedback or if he doesn't see your comments immediately. Um, but yeah, no, a big shout out and round of applause for their community manager, Bucky, over on Twitter or, or X. Now, that being said, um, I think they've been doing a superb job. Um, like I said, just the sheer volumes that they've had to handle and uh, they've been handling things in strides. Uh, first and foremost, on release day that it became public, uh, one of the first things that really was a big green flag for me, a good sign, the PvP aspect, uh, or multiplayer, sorry, not PvP, just the multiplayer in general, wasn't working, uh, and they were on top of it, man. They fixed mm-hmm. that pretty quickly, um, which I think that is our perfect segue into maybe this roadmap. What do you think? Yeah, but before we get into that, I just want to... Okay, so Bucky, the community manager, guys, follow right. him at Bucky underscore CM. That's Charlie Mike Bucky, common spelling. Um, and I just wanted to shout out his uh, post that he did on X there one hour ago. Uh, he says, you wanted the numbers. Here you go. So there is 19 million Power World players. That's crazy. Wow. 12 million of them on Steam and 7 million on Xbox. Wow. That's insane numbers that is crazy (laughs) go follow bucky underscore cm on x that is amazing but yeah let's let's jump into that roadmap man because i am excited for what this has to say what's the first thing that pops out to you i already know what it is but tell the listeners bro yeah sure but before we get to there i'm going to start with the addressing critical issues Uh, The things that we already know about that are being worked on. So currently, numerous bugs have been identified and we are working on prioritizing fixing those. Uh, Sometimes the world date may experience rollbacks. 
and the loading screen may persist when trying to load into worlds. Uh, of course, there's a, a larger list as well, but some of those may already be fixed by the time of this recording um, as to when this roadmap was released. But uh, improvements to implement ASAP, key configuration improvements, as well as improvements to base pal AI and pathing. Now, for planned future updates, the absolute top of the list Something that uh, Mr. Raider and myself are pretty excited for as this is our background uh, when it comes to the Blueberry Lounge. But PvP, uh, so player versus player, that's going to be pretty exciting to see how they intend to dabble with that and how it unrolls. Uh, next up on the list, we have Raid Bosses, which is end game content. Uh, PAL Arena, which is PvP for PALs. Um, we have some Steam and Xbox crossplay that'll be coming out in the future. Uh, various Xbox feature improvements, server transfers and migrations, improvements to the building system, and as well, of course, there'll be new islands, new pals, bosses, and technologies. Uh, so that is what they have in their immediate early access roadmap. Um, and like I said, emphasis on the early access. This is just starting, so we'll uh, we'll see how this unfolds. And even how this particular show will grow with the game itself as it unfolds. Yeah, there's some that that's exciting list right there. And like you said, PvP, that's our thing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm never one to really play solo solo uh, games, right? Like a single player type games. And I've been playing this one completely on my own in my own server. It's a multiplayer server. If you want to join, why not? But um, I've been playing by myself, just having a ball. But PvP, man, come on. Like, that mm-hmm. is going to be so fun. With the, the way the combat is in this game, I've been learning more and kind of, you know, honing my skill into utilizing pals and my own self, right? My own character, my mm-hmm. own tamer um, with, you know, a crossbow. I just got musket, so now I got a gun finally. Um, <laughs> and the way that I can, like, sit there and jump on my dire howl. And, you know, start the fight by getting a nice crit shot with my musket. And then while I'm reloading my musket, I'm attacking while mounted on my dire howl. You know, like it's 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 a really cool concept loop. Dire howls are fast. You have the the maneuverability, so the dodging, the sliding, uh, even using your glider. Like with all that being said, I could just see that being pretty high skill PvP type gameplay, you know. Uh, even utilizing the the difference in your pals, right? Because you have some pals that may not be strong fighters, but they got a strong, you know, partner ability. For example, Lift Monk, right? That's that's one that I like, and I bought the harness for Lift Monk, which I can just toss out Lift Monk maybe initially, or I want to just get some burst damage real quick. I toss out Lift Monk, you instantly use the partner skill. It jumps on my head with a submachine gun, and I just you know unload. Once it's done, I switch it out to another pal. Maybe even Toko Toko to finish. Toko Toko has the implode where it goes out there and just explodes itself and incapacitates itself, but does high numbers. Like I could see the strategy going into PvP combat, not let alone just you know raids and dungeons. So I, I'm excited about that. I'm super excited. Definitely. Yeah, that roadmap is exciting. We will see more as that continues. Um, let's see here. Um, let's talk a little bit more of the the news and updates. Yeah. Cool. Just a, since since we're on the, the subject of that, um I over I'm part of the, the pocket pair discord. So this is coming directly from them, from their their Bucky. Bucky is the one that's in here communicating 
all these different changes and updates. So shout out to Bucky for staying on top of it. It's been almost every single day since the game's released that there's been something out. Um, they're aware of a lot of issues when it comes to especially the the console side, the Xbox side of things. And they are they're they're hard at work with it. I mean, even on the PC side, I think it was the the day of launch or the second day the game was out. They had to do an emergency meeting with Epic, you know, just to get, you know, the server situation done. So you can tell that they're not slacking off. They are they are on top of things. And I, I really like that. And just the open communication that they've been doing. So um, one of the things that they just announced the other day, the most recent, I guess I would say, is the the server infrastructure notice. And they say that there will be some changes to multiplayer system infrastructure at 10 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And that is today. So it is currently ongoing. Um, as far as I'm tracking, they haven't said that it's it, it has stopped or anything like that with this, uh, you know, whatever the maintenance that they're doing in the background. But yeah. it does say that these changes will not affect any players or saves, but you may experience difficulty connecting to servers and multiplayer around this time. Now, guys, I do want to let the listeners know out there that this game is a small indie developer. They don't have some massive mega team or studios and uh, a ton of developers. So be patient with them. Uh, that's 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 all I'm going to say, because I think it's important to realize that I don't think they expected 19 million players in the first 12 days. No. So could you imagine the amount of I, I guess I, I, don't, I don't even know the world, the word like uh, world. Towel. Just like I said, That's though, cool. sheer volumes, right? Volumes. There you go, man. Like you're always better with the words. Thank you so much for, for helping <laughs> me out with that one. But yeah, so just be patient. It's it's an early access game. It is hugely popular right now. There's going to be issues. So bear with them as they work this stuff out. But right. um, outside of that, there's also been, you know, they're working on the, the they already had worked on it. I believe it's mostly resolved and that's the infinite loading. So there was an issue where people would try to load in. I had the issue myself to where it would stay on the loading screen and just load and load and load. And that's when I was actually trying to get into one of the official servers. Uh, um, so that I believe has been resolved, but if not, um, you know, reach out to them if you're still having issues. But yeah, uh, I still got to go and try uh, try it again on Xbox because I haven't tried it since day one release. So I'm not sure exactly how it's going on Xbox, but uh, they're working on it. But we'll, we'll continue to give you guys news and updates with each podcast episode that we, we bring to the table. That's right. Uh, also, what we'd like to do is at the end of every episode, uh, we'd like to feature a pal of the week. And for the time being, uh, at least until we get some sort of feedback, we're probably just going to move linearly with the pal deck. Uh, so of course, number one, starting off Lambal. Uh, you've seen him, you love him. He's a cute little fluffy guy. That's got the devil horns on him, And we absolutely love Lambal. So he is number one. Uh, he's a neutral element and drops wool as well as Lambal mutton. Um, his partner skill is fluffy shield. So when activated, equips the player and becomes a shield. Sometimes drops wool when assigned to the ranch. For his works, or she, I guess, we don't know their pronouns. <laughs> Could be a boy I, or a girl. Either or, because you can read them. That's right. So for work sustainability, we have handiwork, transporting, and farming. Um, mostly found throughout the day. And, uh, you know, most of the common areas, certainly in the introductory area, there will certainly be no shortage. Now, just to quickly read off a little bit of the wiki's uh, definition in terms of their appearance. 
Lambal, as their name suggests, is a spherical pal resembling a lamb. They are bipedal and have short stubby arms and legs and a shiny golden eyes. The body and long ears of Lambal are a grayish brown with white wool enveloping their body. On the top of Lambal's head features two small orange horns. They have two gold gems on their chest, similar to buttons which, combined with their wool, give off the appearance of a parka, which is, you know, pretty neat, pretty neat. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, some active skills for level one is roly-poly, so Lambal's special skill curls into a ball, rolling after enemies in its way, becomes dizzy and unable to move after the attack ends. Once you hit level 7, you'll have Air Cannon, which quickly fires a burst of highly pressurized air. Level 15, Power Shot, charges enemy into a focused blast. Level 22, Implode, risks its life to cause a violent explosion, becomes incapacitated afterwards. Level 30, Electric Ball, fires an electric ball that slowly pursues an enemy. Level 40, Power Bomb. Charges a massive amount of energy before firing a large destructive ball. Last, but not least, level 50, Pal Blast. Charges destructive energy before firing a high-powered beam forward across a wide area. And there you have it. That is Lambal uh, on our Pal Deck number one. And tune yep. in next week for Cativa. Cativa next on the list for sure. Lambal's awesome. Lambo is a cute little guy, and especially if you can find the lucky, where he's a big cute little guy or a cute big little guy. Or it shouldn't that be was the first pal I caught. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think Lambo will always have a special place in all tamers' hearts, just because it's it's one of the beginnings. You know, it's it's Absolutely. like your Pikachu. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I just wanted to read the pal deck entry. So this is something that pops up uh, every time a pal is captured. It'll tell you a little descriptive flavor text there in the bottom right of your screen. Um, and it, it, it sucks because sometimes I don't notice it and I catch it too late and it disappears. And uh, you can go back to your pal deck probably to read it. But what it says here for Lamball for its pal deck entry, once you capture it, you'll see it on the bottom right of your screen. It says a walk up a hill tends to end with this pal tumbling back down. This causes it to become dizzy and unable to move and making it an easy to capture and kill. As a result, this pal has tumbled down to the very bottom of the food chain itself. I like those little <laughs> entries that, that that pocket pair has done. They're really interesting. Kind of gives you some insight to uh, to the pals into the world of pal world. Um, mm-hmm. And there's there is lore in this, by the way. I know it's a little off topic there, and that's something that we'll, I want to I want to learn more about in game. I've gotten quite a few of the journal entries that you can find, uh, you know, scattered amongst the map on different islands. Um, that's something that that it's gonna be interesting to to learn. What what is this world all about? You know, mm-hmm. why is there why is there you know uh, what do they call it um, the ancient uh, the ancient technology parts, which basically look like spark plugs right yeah like it seems like there was there there's there's definitely is some kind of lore backstory of of what's going on in this world and something that we'll dive into a future episode for sure absolutely now if you the tamer aka the listener would like to leave us any sort of feedback for the show we're going to leave a uh, never expiring invite to the power world podcast discord uh, linked in the show notes and you can also give us a follow or find us on twitter slash x at power world podcast and also if you want to email us your questions or feedback you can also hit us up uh at our email at palworldcast at gmail.com awesome 
All right. Well, thank you all for tuning in to this week of our first ever episode of Power World Podcast. We look forward to, to the next show when we are going to really, really dive into the meat and potatoes of this game and talk a little bit more about the mechanics and, of course, what we've been doing, opinions, news, updates, just like we told you. But this first episode is kind of our pilot episode, and it's something that we wanted to share with you guys, see what you guys think, get a little feedback, get to know us as as hosts of this show, uh, and also give you an invite to our Discord that uh, Swadia talked about a little bit ago. So. Thank you guys for listening. Absolutely. And uh, we always like to try and close out with some sort of a mantra. Um, we're kind of keeping this, you know, making this up as we go a little bit. <laughs> but here, I'd like to end and close with this. Keep those pal spheres ready and fill that pal deck, Tamers. And until next time, this has been Sweaty Spooks. This is Native Raider, pal world, best world, tossing spheres and drinking beers. <laughs> <laughs> Deuces. Later. <laughs>